0: Welcome to the Homeschooling Through High School podcast. We hope you will join us for a time that will inspire, support, challenge, and encourage you, our fellow homeschooling families, through the high school years. Join me, Becky Simpkins, as I get to sit down and chat with special guests that will bring a wide range of wisdom, experience, and stories to help you on your homeschooling journey. This episode has been sponsored by Awaken, a Living Books Educational Conference, featuring guest speakers Liz Catrill, Emily Kaiser, and Nicole Williams from A Delectable Education, Michelle Howard, author of Truth Quest History and a Living Books Librarian, as well as Kelsey Ray, Jessica Becker, and Stephanie Acker. Join us July 21st and 22nd in beautiful Traverse City, Michigan, for a time to be inspired, refreshed, and awakened to the Living Books lifestyle. To learn more and to purchase tickets, please visit livingbooksconference.com. Dave, you described your guys' work environment at your business, and When it comes time for your teens to work outside of your own business, what are some key things to look for that you would say, hey, this is going to be a safe place for you to work at? Or what would you look for in your own teens to say they are mature enough to handle a not so great work environment?
1: Well, I would start with challenging the parents to be involved in a local church, and um, and and to have a community of believers around them, and doing life together as Scripture tells us to do life together in community. I mean, that's what we're created for. And so we, I have always found that when you do life in community, you're going to find other people, you know, within that community, your church or your small group, whatever that looks like, um, that happen to own businesses or happen to be managers of businesses that are hiring. And so, you know, randomly just applying it at odd places when you don't know anybody there, I think is just a caution I would give to parents. You know, I think, you know, the more connected that you are, the better. So I have parents, you know, that come in all the time saying, hey, you know, I want my kids to work for you. You know, I want them to work here because I shop here. I'm a regular customer and I see how, you know, how everybody loves working here. And so, um, you know, yes, there's the Chick-fil-A's and the Hobby Lobbies that are, you know, great Christian companies. And so um, they're, they're probably good employers as well. But um, but I think just that community connectivity is really the key to life in general is that we're not we're not made to do life alone. We should be doing life within community. And that's where you're going to find those relationships for your kids and or referrals um, and saying, hey, you know, my teenager's going to be re- looking to work. Give me some ideas. Uh, you could even throw it out on social media to your social to your you know your friends, and say, hey, what you know? Give me some ideas for a great place to work for, for young teens, and why do you like that place? And you know, all of a sudden, you'll start seeing people saying, oh, well, ABC this, ABC this, you know, or whatever that company name is. Um, and then so you've got some, you know, that would be just another way to to find you know versus just randomly going out and applying. I just think that's uh, that's probably not a good approach.
0: I, I agree. It is scary out there. <laughs> um, what would you say to or how would you help your teens or other teens maybe that work for you who have a difficult time? T- typical first job or the first few jobs as they build their skill set, as they get more education of well, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I don't want to do a job that, that I'm not going to love. And I've had to say this to a couple of my kids, it's work. It's not meant to be all, you know, roses and sunshine.
1: Yeah. I think it's really important for kids at a young age to, uh, you know, be okay with the hard jobs, be okay with things they don't love to do. I mean, You know, nowadays, these young people growing up, you know, they want instantaneously what their parents worked all their lives to get. And so it's important for them to realize that, hey, you don't get a job and then all of a sudden you're a manager. You know, we've we've had to set that expectation for our own kids, you know, and telling them, hey, your last name does not guarantee you anything in this job, even though we own the business. In fact, if anything, I want you being the hardest worker here. And so, um, so I think, you know, just helping kids understand that, you know, it takes time to work your way up and it's really, those, those years are really important. I wouldn't be the, the leader that I am today had I not, you know, mop the floors, clean the bathrooms, you know, scrub the tables, whatever that is, which I still do to this day. And so, um, so hard work and that work ethic is just so important for kids to learn at a young age.
2: Well, and I think, too, like Dave just said, um, explaining, I think it's explaining to our teens, too, the journey that it took for us to get, uh, you know, they might only see us in this short time frame, but helping to share our stories where we did start, you know, by sweeping the floors and doing dishes and just trying to relate to them in a way where they understand that Um, they may not have walked through that piece with us in our lives, but we can share our stories so that they know that that we were there too, we do understand. And um, I think setting the precedence too for them that it's okay, you know, I know for Dave and I both, where we started isn't, you know, we've kind of journeyed. Uh, I started working in an elementary school, and then I bagged groceries. And uh, then I went to college, and I ended up with my career in operations and human resources, I I had a lot of different steps in between there and that it's okay. And that's not a reflection of say a failure or anything, but that's just building their character and their experience um, uh, in the work environment. And so, but I would say to be cautious on that side, I know Dave uh, would say this too. One thing we are seeing a lot of in recent years are Employees, teen employees, that they think the grass is greener on the other side. And so they are quick to leave a job and uh, they're looking for, you know, certain specific hours or a certain type of job. And just helping, we've had to help our children to say, you know, it might be hard and it might not be exactly what you want to do, but to persevere and learn as much as you can. Uh, from those opportunities, uh, because God will continue uh, to show you and reveal to you new things.
0: Yeah, I think gaining all those skills is so very important. And I'm going to throw in a a quote I saw the other day, and I've I've had a hard time with um, part of this quote, and I never knew there was more to it, but it's by Shakespeare. The quote is, a jack of all trades is a master of none. And that's where that quote stopped for me. But the rest of it is, but oftentimes better than a master of one. So when I read that of, Oh, wow. It's okay that I'm a jack of all trades. It's okay that I know how to, um, you know, put on a party and make meals and homeschool and do a podcast and garden and, you know, all this other stuff. I stopped beating myself up for all these life experiences or all these jobs I've had because they have built who I am today. And that's okay. And one of Children is struggling with that right now. If I just want to do what I'm called to do. And I keep encouraging her that. Guess what? Your calling on your life that God has for you is obedience every single day, being obedient to what, what you are doing. You know, what is right.
1: I think uh, it was, it was really interesting. Uh, your, your teenager that worked for us last year, you um, she was she's got a fairly quiet personality um but yet when she came into the workforce she was like a completely different person you know and in a positive way like she just like was very outspoken very uh, confident and i'm like who is this person you know <laughs> i mean in, in a really good way but like it just speaks to you becky and just like what you and your husband have done to to help her you know, develop her, even though what maybe you saw at home when she got into the workplace and you always wonder, like, what are my kids doing when I'm not around? Um, you know, some, it's, it's amazing how, you know, you'll see kids on both sides of the table. Sometimes it's the opposite, too, but um, where they have a different personality when they could put into a, a team environment or, a, a, you know, have to have a little bit of pressure to get a task done.
0: Dave, I want to segue... Into a conversation we had had a few weeks ago about the effects of technology and that darn smartphone on teens, um, and I would like you to share a little bit about what that conversation, what we were talking about, and how that translates into teens and their work ethic.
1: Yeah, I mean, we um, our our four oldest teenagers have uh, smartphones. And when we give them uh, their phone initially, um, it's locked down like Fort Knox, and they have very little access, in fact, um, de- and it really depends on how their usage. So we give them, in some cases, a phone contract um, depending on the child. Um, but they all have restrictions. So I, I just I-, I am baffled by the number of parents that just hand their kids smartphones these days with no restrictions. I mean, that's just like handing your kid over to the enemy and just not even caring. Um, that goes back to the point of being not being their friend but being their parent. Um, it doesn't matter what the other parents are doing, but um, handing a kid an unlocked smartphone with full access to the Internet and YouTube and all these social media, I think is just one of the fo- most foolish things that parents could do. And, um, you know, even with our kids, we, we find them and we look at their screen time. I mean, we, we review their phones on a regular and sometimes daily basis, depending on the child. Um, we have some kids that, you know, over the year, you know, our oldest, um, you know, she's had her phone for three years or so. Um, and, uh, you know, and these kids getting phones at 12 and 13, I think is crazy also, but, um, but, uh, We've she has been trustworthy with her with her phone, but also just like coaching even even our mature kids coaching them on conversations, mm-hmm. you know, and, and trying to understand, like, how do you have a conversation with somebody on text and email, like even, you know, just those practical things of, hey, let's here's a certain way to communicate when you're doing this. And oh, by the way, everything you hit send on can be seen by anybody in the world. And so don't say something that you wouldn't want broadcast on the local nightly news. Um, so yeah, it has, but just like with any device, it is a tool that can be used for good or evil. And so there's a lot of positive things with smartphones too. I mean, we use a lot of technology within the business, um, schedules, time off, uh, clocking in and out and all that. You know, uh, they have access to do all that on their smartphone while they're not required to, they, most of them do. And um, so there's a lot of positives with that too, but we intentionally load our kids devices with a lot of Christian podcasts and church apps and the Bible app. And um, even our 17 soon to be 18 year old does not have social media. We just, she has, I think, be real, Mm -hmm. you know, is is the social media that she got this year, but Facebook and Instagram for teenagers is just dangerous. I'm sorry it is. And I know a lot of parents don't don't wouldn't agree with me, but, I just think it's it's just not a healthy thing for teenagers from my perspective.
0: Yeah. So the last question I want to ask you before opening it up to you two to share anything else that's on your heart is there is always something redeeming in each generation. And what are you noticing with teens, whether your own or those you employ or those you know? that gives you encouragement and hope.
1: She's got to think on this one. (laughs) I told her, I said, this one's all yours. (laughs) I'll I'll speak for a minute while she's thinking. I see see in every, I mean, you know, I've worked with teenagers now for almost three decades and uh, in every decade, I I mean, there's always amazing young people. And um, this, This group of young people now, I think in in today's generation, they want authenticity and they want to be real um, more than ever before. Um, They don't want the fluff. They want want, um, uh, that realness um, of uh, what's really out there. They're searching for God more than ever, even though a lot of them don't realize it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and the ones that are on fire for Christ are probably on fire for Christ more than any generation. I mean, we're, you know, we're seeing that revival take place and revival always starts with young people. So, I mean, if you look at history, revivals have always started, um, with young, young adults and, and teenagers. Um, they don't, they don't ever start with older people. They're always young people. And so that, that gives a lot of hope, you know, to know that, Man, there's a lot of kids that are really getting it. And there is the pro and the con is that there's more access to knowledge than ever before. And so that knowledge, again, can be used for good or bad. But um, there's, there's an incredible amount of incredible, you know, godly Christian music, podcasts. You know, you can, you can view messages from churches all over the world. So there's a lot of resources that kids have um, these days as well.
2: Yeah, that's good. I think that for, as Dave was talking, and just as you asked that question, my thought would be, I, yes, I have seen such a fervent passion in our kids um, and in the teens uh, to be missional um, in many areas, but just just have a passion to do something, to make a difference. Um, And I think it's just as parents, walking alongside them to see, you know, how God, helping them understand how God has gifted them, how he's wired them, uh, you know, therefore they understand better their, uh, you know, their capabilities and, you know, and the best way to help come alongside them and steer them towards that. Um, and I just, in my kids, it can be a balance because that passion, uh, you know, they can maybe not understand it and get frustrated by it when it doesn't happen in their timing or the way they want it. Uh, but if we come alongside them and listen to them and hear their hearts, uh, then we can help them. Uh, for example, one of our sons uh, loves music and loves his, he just wants to get music out there and produce it and get it out there. Well, we've had to back him up a little bit and say, well, let's start with, you know, understanding music. And I, you know, he's gotten advice on write songs, you know, write a song every day. Um, and, and then just keep pursuing and doing that and do the next step. And then let's learn a little bit more about production of music. And so just so they they really want to be so passionate to get to that end goal. But it's helping them realize those steps in between are so important. And you can't control always the timing, uh, but to just keep taking that next step um, and God will continue to. I always tell him unlock that mystery. You know, I love that that view of God in that He He loves us. He's walking with us, and He'll continue to unlock that mystery and reveal those next steps as we seek Him.
0: Any final thoughts on the working team?
2: I think uh, for me, I just gratefulness. Um, I think that's a, a lost. Um, character, uh, quality lately, uh, in some teens I've seen and in our work environment is just being grateful for their job, being grateful for, um, uh, for their coworkers and their, their environment, just being grateful for their paycheck and understanding, um, being grateful for their position. A lot of times, uh, you know, that same passion that the teens have can be, you know, as Dave mentioned, they want to be the leader or the manager or this or that, but just being grateful for each step, Uh, being thankful that they have a job, that they can make money, that, um, you know, just appreciative. I think that is so important is when we're grateful and have a generous heart. Those are things that will take them a long
1: way. Yes, I never give up, never give up on the on the young, uh, on, on teenagers. I mean, you know, there is, um, as our church was talking about this morning, you know, we're in this whitewater uh, scenario right now in our world, um, where, you know, the last two or three years has been so much change and knowledge is growing every 12 hours or doubling every 12 hours. Um, and the whole idea of the whitewater is like, we're, we're, you know, when you go whitewater rafting, there's a little bit of a rapid and, you know, that you go through and then there's some calmer waters. Whereas, these days, it seems like it's all whitewater and it's all turbulent all the time. And so our kids are going through a lot. I mean, we're, we're going through a lot as parents, too, but our kids mm-hmm. are going through things that if we're not sitting down having conversations with them, we might miss some of the struggles that they're having um, and being able to work through that with them. Um, but, uh, but God has appointed us and, and given us, put us in this time period um, of history for a reason and a purpose. And so we just need to go with confidence knowing that we are victorious um with Christ. Um without Christ, you know, we're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. And so if if you're struggling and you don't know Jesus, I mean at the end of the day, that's that's the biggest thing that you need is you need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm sure Becky through your podcast, you know, you talk about it pretty frequently, but without Christ, um everything is meaningless. But with Christ, we are we have every tool that we need to be victorious, no matter what, um, obstacles, uh, the world throws at us.
0: Thank you for joining the homeschooling through high school podcast in this episode of the working team part two. If you have any questions, comments, or need some encouragement, please reach out to me at podcast at gmail.com.